John, thanks for being here. Uh, appreciate it, um, especially now at this time we're heading playoffs and um, time is very valuable. So thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for asking me. So, appreciate it. 2019 NBA champs. <laughs> well, no, the yeah. longest, right? Yeah. The yeah, lo yeah. longest reigning champs. Yeah, that's true. Carryovers. Yeah. So. That's, that's crazy. True. How, how was that? Uh, I, I guess, like, there's just a lot we can probably talk and dissect, but just like the first thing that comes to mind, how long have you been with the team now? So I've been with the Raptors for uh, 11 years. So wow. I just started my 11th year. Good years, uh, bad years, and you know, an there amazing was, years. There were, some, there were some dark days, you yeah. know, like the dark years or, you know, at the very beginning, you know, uh, when, you're <clears throat> when you're playing games and you know they don't mean anything. Yeah. By, by the time, what, All-Star or maybe even January comes around and your record's not very good and the glimmer of playoffs is so far away, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. Those wow. are tough days, but, uh, you know, um, you know, for example, when I was, when I first started as a, uh, an assistant at the end of the season, you know, you're done in April and so everybody leaves. And at that time I still had a home in Vancouver. So I would leave in April and I wouldn't even have to come back to Toronto until September. Oh. It, like there was, there was nothing to do. Yeah. Right? And they might say, go visit so-and-so in California. So it's only a three hour mm -hmm. flight. But but now because you know we've we've had uh, quite a few years now with a lot of success. Yeah. Like we don't, I don't have a very much of a summer anymore. You know, once the season ends and you go into playoffs and you go deep, or um, then pretty soon the draft workouts start happening, and then uh, and then after the draft workouts, you you start working for summer league. So you know. The, the 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 amount of time you're off is getting shorter and shorter yeah. as, as you guys probably know too yeah you guys and you, see, you, you mentioned that like after you guys won last year you took like whatever a couple of days off and yeah. you're right back into it so so the way it worked like so we won on the i think it was a thursday or friday thursday we won the thursday night so we were in uh, golden state we won there we partied thursday night and then Party Friday. Friday we went to uh, uh, Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and then we came back on the Sunday, and then by the Tuesday, then we had the parade, and then we were back to work. Wow! Wow! And that was a quick right. turnaround. Turnaround. It was quick. <laughs> like we had to we had to start working uh, looking at the draft. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was uh, by that time you yeah. man. All worth. All worth it. All worth it. All worth it. All worth it. <laughs> worth it. Not, 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 not kind, of, kind of makes me like, <laughs> feel a certain but, way. But, but you know what, though? Like, uh, the, the thing that I really, uh, that something that was really impactful for me was after getting that feeling of winning, there's, there's no other way. Like, that's all I want to do is just win every time. Like, because I can't go the other way anymore. Yeah. And once you have a taste of it, it's just like, wow makes you want to work harder yeah yeah i don't care about not having a holiday uh, I'll, well as long as we get to the finals again and win this thing it's amazing it's like now you're life-changing i'm assuming yeah life-changing you know uh, you know fi financially you know i i have a bonus in my uh my my that's part of my salary so mm -hmm. it's 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 life-changing that's cool so that's really cool yeah that's amazing so. was it like 
anything you remember that like culture wise like strength coaches talk about changing the culture like the buy-in of the players and the program and etc like what were some like trades or characteristics that you've seen change over the span of a few years that in your opinion might have helped culminate to winning a championship of course talent is a big factor yeah you know talent obviously but uh um we got to the point where um our coaches and our staff uh and management we would have daily uh daily communication sessions mm -hmm. like the, our medical team we we meet almost every morning and we go over each player it's like hey anybody hurt anybody's anybody have any issues and that way uh you know that that has changed another thing that we've done is we we have a program so we we call it the accelerator program and it's for the development guys so we have a handful of coaches medical uh, front office and everybody talks about how's he doing uh, how can we make them better how do we and we do it like we meet once every two weeks about you know like a holistic keep, approach yeah yeah so it comes from everybody it's not just you know i'm trying to take care of them with from the strength point and not even mm -hmm. communicating to other coaches so yeah it, and i think it's worked mm -hmm. and and the other thing that's really helped us a lot too is the our g league team uh, i mean our g league team is what 40 minutes away or half an hour away it's by the airport you okay. guys have been very successful too right yeah but, you know yeah. we've had a lot of success with, with that and uh you know we can send somebody that hasn't been playing with the with the main team it's like hey you go play in the g league and then come back for practice tomorrow mm -hmm. you know so th they still live at home yeah and they, they don't have to move to another city you know uh, area or whatever so i mean that has impact a lot like the guys that went through that uh, G League was Fred Van Vliet, mm -hmm. right? Norm Powell, Pascal, and that helped their development. You can't, you know, we all know the, uh, the only way to get better at basketball is playing basketball. Sure, yeah. Right? And if you're not getting those minutes, it's tough to develop. Pressure situations and actually, like, yeah. putting the ball in the hoop. You know, it's, 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 it's so different. Like, there's a big difference between starter minutes and bench minutes. Okay. Right? Because if, if you're playing with starter minutes, you're playing against the best guys in the league yeah. at that time. For sure. Right? And so your level of basketball is increased For significantly. Sure. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you get your, everybody talks about their 10,000 hours, but you're getting your 10,000 hours as a starter against mm -hmm. starters. Of the it's best like in the, the league. quality of the time. The quality of time yeah. and, and who you play against is important. And you're most likely finishing the game because you're trying mm -hmm. to win the game That's every right. time in a pressure uh, environment. Yep. I mean, you know, in the NBA, as you know, 11 years in the league, you know, this like a lot of times you're down 20 doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's it's a crazy league. I'm, where I'm still scared. Like, yeah. We're up 20. I'm like, well, come yeah. on, let's keep it up. You know, yeah, yeah. It, this, you know, like you said, this league is just like all of a sudden people get on a run, boom. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a great game. Yeah, it <laughs> exciting, is exciting, right? It is. I, I say that on the bench all the time. It's like either winning by a lot and then the team closes on us or vice versa. Right, you know, right. They're winning by a lot and then they close up. I'm always like, there we go, folks. We got ourselves a game. <laughs> I always like play this in my head, you know, like there it is. <laughs> you're getting on a run. Yeah, we, go. we got ourselves a game. Like, like our game was close, right? When, um, when we played? 
Uh, you, that, was, that, you guys were always up, but like we came back. Yeah, you guys yeah. came back and yeah. Uh, yeah, you almost closed it out yeah. too. You guys got within like three points. And, yeah, it, and like, it's, it's fun. And we were up like quite a bit, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like you said, the, the emotions that you, you, you go through in one game can just like, you know, am I relieved or am I, uh, yeah. the anxiety level all of a sudden rises? Did you see any um, particular like, cool things, maybe a story you can remember, or uh, like just people holding each other accountable on that championship year, or like even like some sort of like hierarchy between rookies and vets and like people tr holding them accountable to a higher standard, et cetera. Yeah, you know, uh, like Kyle Lowry, he, he stepped up. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he was a, on a different level all the time. Like, man, that guy, I can't say nothing about that guy. I got you. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, he's like, he's like, he's the one that says, come on, let's focus in and gets everybody going and, um, the leadership, everybody the leadership. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was him. Right. Wow. You know, I know we, we, you know, Kawhi helped us obviously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry on that final game, he scored 18 straight points. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet scored 14 points in a quarter. Yeah. Pascal and Serge got double double rebounds and and you know and I'm not not taking anything away from Kawhi. Kawhi was a big part of us winning the championship as well. But you know the, the other pieces that were there, it was a team game. Right? Yeah, it was really a team game, and those guys stepped up in the big moments. Cool. You know, like for example, when we were down uh, two with Milwaukee. Mm. Yeah. Right. We were down two. We get into the locker room. Everybody's like, "Yeah, we, we didn't play great. And let's go get them at home." Like there was no panic, and it was just like, "Wow, we, this this is something. This we're on a different it's different, level now. yeah, on yep. a different level. That we have that that confidence going in and so on, right? You know, and after like, obviously, um, when you win a championship, uh, you then you start knowing how to prepare for the long run." If, you know, once, if you haven't done it before, like there's a lot of things happening. Right? For sure. But once you once you win it, you get that experience. Okay, this is how we're gonna feel. This is what's gonna happen. You can anticipate all those things now, right? Yeah. And you know, fortunately, you know, we had a lot of guys come back, and I, th I think we have the most guys with championship experience on one team in the whole league now, mm. right? We got Mark, Kyle, Fred. Pascal, Norm, yeah. right? Yeah. So those guys have They've won. been through the ring. So again, what you said about the quality minutes, right? Quality minutes, yeah. yeah. And playoff minutes. Yeah. Like playoff minutes are, is a different level. Huge factor. Huge side, factor. Yeah. Right. It's, wow. a, it's almost a different game. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's like a defensive game. And, you know, your teams are scouted to the every minute. You know, yeah. they know every single play. They know every single tendency. And there's no hiding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's on film. You, you'll wow. be able to see yes, it. Sure. Yeah. What was like um, looking back, and then we'll gear towards like strength and conditioning a little bit. Um, what were some of the the things that you like to apply in your philosophy, and things that you like to you know just incorporate for the organization? And and this is like. You don't have to be specific with names and who you work what, yeah. but if you want to give us a little bit of your, like your general. 
you, you know what? Like when when you go that deep in the playoffs, uh, we, we're just maintaining. We're not trying to obviously not trying to get any stronger. We just want to t- maintain the level of strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't I don't load the guides very much uh, because like with the travel and the amount of games that you play, you, you're going back and forth every other day. So recovery is huge. Yeah. Like I th- I think that's under undervalued. It's, it's a uh, like I don't think we we get, let our guys have a chance to recover more. Mm-hmm. I think that should be stressed more. Uh, you know, especially now we're going to be playing every other day. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. We have been. Almost, yeah. You know, and, and you know, and the playoffs are going to be a lot more intense. And you guys are are playing the late late games too, right? Yeah. Because you're on the West Coast yeah. TV and so on. Yeah. So that's going to take a drain on you guys as well. You know players and staff right so I think you know recovery is uh, is huge I think um, especially moving forward like the deeper you go yeah you want guys to be rested right in, in your opinion you think there's more like non-negotiables in terms of recovery or you let kind of like players morph into what they prefer and it's yep. a little bit of like, like I, a two-way street I, yeah two-way street I'll let the you know, especially the starters. Like, hey, how are you? I'll I'll ask them in the morning. Hey, how are you feeling? Do you want what do you want to do today? If we're gonna do something, we'll just do it very light. And and I just want you to you know basically get off your feet, come in twenty minutes, and then you're out. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Right. And then so the guys that you do work on are the ones that aren't playing very many minutes or don't get to play at all. And you know you can still focus on them and help them, but you know you're really tuned into helping the guys to stay on the floor and so on. It's interesting. It's a two-way street, right? Yeah, two-way street. Yeah, I, I, You're I, coaching I, with them, not at them. Yeah. yeah. But any time, so you've been 11 years in the league, but that was the first time that you got you a final to win a championship, yes. right? Yeah. Um, but like getting to the final, training the guys, and I know that you have your program, your master plan. Um, I mean, to that point, didn't have a master plan because you've never been there. That's right. Like, you know, so like... That's a great question. Yeah. What is, what was your approach there? Like, like you just said, recovery was the biggest thing, but at the same time, you probably went to bed thinking like, what can I do because I want to win the championship? You know, is there anything that made you think differently? Um, at that, you know, like, you know, second round finals and like, you know, like kind of... You know, I think... I think uh, the way I changed is we almost did less. The deeper we went, the less we did. Less is more, right? Yeah, yeah, less is more. And so, you know, you don't need to do three sets. You can just do two sets and then get your shots up and then get out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, coach, coach is really doesn't want to, like, he wants practices nice and crisp and everybody's focused, but practice is short, right? You think it would be like, you know, going into the finals in long sessions no. keep it simple keep it quick and then get off your feet that's yeah. it yeah right that's so, all uh, 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 like it's so funny to me and because some, some other coaches are not like that they we need three hours to practice and they take the whole three hours they think or, that's the chance to prepare so they want to extra prepare when at this point it's like, yeah and, and I'm not I'm not judging their philosophy but uh, I just you know after going through it uh, 
Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's what I'm saying. If you've never been to a final, like you don't really know as a, like as a coach, or as a staff, as a strength conditioning coaches, like if you've never been to a final, you don't know. Right. That's a new stress. That's yeah. a new uh, environment. You know, it's like you said, um, playoffs are intense. Yeah. First round is very intense. Second round is extremely intense. Yeah, like a, like with Philadelphia. Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the last shot. Right? I mean, that picture. I mean, it's unbelievable. So it's like, um, I I agree. I mean, it's uh, you you just nailed it. Like you just that was a perfect answer right there. You know, like less is more. Yeah. Because um, I mean, they can. You know, as professional athletes, it's very hard to change how they, they can get better, right? So it's like, hey, we're gonna jump higher. It's like, well, we're at this level already. Yes. You know, to increase it by how much? Yeah. And and for what purpose? Yeah. Right. We're, Just the timing of it. Yeah. You know, so you want to try a novel method right now when clearly I, I, performance I, I, is the priority. Yeah. I, you know, like sometimes, uh, you know, we I have I have one player that likes to do a lot of work in, 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 in the gym and so on. I think we all have one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, sometimes I have to stop them and say, all the stuff you're doing here uh, helps you for there, but you need to perform out there. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to help you here, right? And, uh, you know, sometimes he does too much in the gym and doesn't perform as well on the on the basketball side it's like well the basketball side is where you make your money mm-hmm. right so everybody that's when everybody sees you and so on I uh, appreciate you working here and wanting to do this but there's also like I said you know you got to know when to rest because he'll do this and then he'll go and do this and then he'll go and do this but that's just his uh, that's just the way he's wired right so like he wants to work hard but sometimes you just need to hold back and just like pump the brakes a little yeah, bit pump the brakes and just say hey this, and then some days you'll be like man I played so much better it's like yeah because we didn't do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. you connected the dots <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's funny it's great do you like talk to us a little bit about like you're the beginning of John Lee as a strength coach, how that came about. I know you have a physical education background. Yep. Um, you know, Vancouver, and then I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you were a ball boy yep. for the Grizzlies. For the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah, so and then, kind of so started. talk a little bit about the, your, your transition. So moving over. It's, it's yeah. You guys have time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do. Okay. That, that's what this whole thing is about. We just want to yeah. like, yeah, so, um, so I had, I had a uh, physical education degree, and then I was getting into a teacher college because I wanted to be a, mm-hmm. a teacher at the time. Okay, the teacher's college, that's right. So, uh, well, at, at, at the university, and uh, I was getting in, and finally I got accepted to teacher college, and it was a uh, two-year program. And uh, at that time, uh, a friend of mine uh, was at a friend's wedding, and the guy sitting at the table with us was the team manager for the UBC uh, basketball team. And he got a call, and, and he got a phone call, and uh, somebody asked him if he knew anybody that would like to be a, like a ball boy for the Grizzlies. Like somebody more mature, not just kids, that would take care of the training facility and do all those things. And he, he asked me, he's like, 
yeah, I'd be interested. Yeah. And so he gave me the number for the trainer of uh, the UBC men's team. And then he gave me the number for the uh, Troy Wenzel, uh, who was the head trainer for the Grizzlies at the yeah. time. So I call him up and I say, hey, my name's John. Uh, you know, I'd be interested. He's like, yeah, come on down at this time to the, uh, to the GM place and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk. So I go down there and like thinking of doing the interview and stuff. He comes up, Troy, John, let's go to work. <laughs> Just like <Right>? that. <laughs> yeah. They were unpacking boxes, bringing like GM place wasn't fully built yet. Like, you know, they had, all, the, all the walls in the uh, dressing room weren't comp completed. There's like drywall everywhere. Like, and so we were moving stuff in while they're trying to prepare everything. So this, at this point had nothing to do with strength and conditioning. Nothing. You were just I was, like I, you know, I was, organization. I was, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, I, I was going through teacher college, finishing up, and then uh, going uh, uh, and working as a ball boy. So I took care of our uh, training facility in, in Richmond because uh, I lived there anyways, and uh, and then just came down for games. And so, you know, I had kind of like I had like that job, and I had a couple other jobs while I was going through school and stuff. So. Yeah, um, that was kind of that's amazing. Crazy. That's cool. That's, that's really very cool. cool. Yeah. So and then and then okay, you're a ball boy. You're finishing uh, your teaching degree. Then how did the whole strength and conditioning starts to click? And you're so, like, I think I want to do that. Uh, so one of the guys that was working at uh, at the Vancouver Grizzlies is uh, Jay Triano, right? So Jay Triano uh, was the head of community relations, and he was also the uh, color commentator for the radio hmm. right and uh and and i just knew jay from from that from from being around and so on and before each game he would be like jay i would bring water for them and like snacks and like do you guys need anything else and so on and uh just took care of those guys right and uh uh one day he pulled me into his office this is like hey john can i come can you come into my office i want to talk to you what, what, uh, <laughs> Did I do something wrong? I was like, yeah, sure. And and uh, and then um, and I had just found out that you know I said before we start, Jay, congratulations getting the head job, head coaching job for the men's national team. Right. And this was in 1999. And it's like, well, that's the reason I called you in because uh, I talked to Troy and uh, I need a manager. Would you? First thing I did was look back and like, who me? <laughs> I, I literally look back like who me you want me to be a manager and I'm like Jay I'd be honored to yeah and then so it's national it's team national right? team right and, yeah. and you know um, it was 1999 not many people gave us a chance to even like qualify or even have a sniff and then we go to Puerto Rico and blow everything up and knock out Luis Scola to go to the to make it to the finals uh, you know, and beating Puerto Rico at home and so on. And after that, it was like, I'm going to the Olympics. Yeah. In 2000, wow. I'm going to the Olympics in 2000. I'm like, how crazy was that? And so while I was being a, a manager, we didn't have a strength coach for the national team. Right. There's no strength coach at the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I'm like, Jay, I can do some of this. Like, I'm, you know, I've, I've got some physical education yeah, background. Physical, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I can do it. So then while we were, uh, uh, getting ready for the Olympics, I was taking my CSCS programming, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? and that's when I certified. And so after '99, we qualified. 
we didn't have a lot of guys that had some some of our guys were still in Vancouver and uh, they didn't have teams they didn't have a professional team that they can go back to so I started training them and so because I had the keys to the facility mm. so I'd bring them in and work guys out and so on uh, yeah and then that, and then once I, I got my CSCS and I just started training people yeah that's super cool yeah. that's very cool yeah yeah, yeah so you know, you know, we go to Sydney in 2000 and go to the Olympics and so on. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and like, you know, everybody talks about how great the Olympics are. It's hard to get, how to make it. It's, yes. it's very difficult, you, you know, yes. the Brazilian team and yes. so on, right? It's tough to, tough to make. Uh, and uh, we haven't, Canada hasn't qualified since 2000. Wow. We haven't gone, like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys have a good team now. Um, you know, a we lot of players talent. from Canada. Yeah, a we lot of players from Canada play in the NBA. Um, right. Wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, so kind of recapping a little bit from a ball boy to a manager to strength coach of the year. Yeah, that was a big honor too. To an NBA champ. That, that's that's cool. Yeah. So uh, you know, amazing. like uh, when my daughter was born. Uh, my daughter Quinn was born um, my wife was working in the States at that time mm. and so you know in the States you know, your paternity is only three months right uh, yes, or something yes, right yes, yes, yep, yep. Canada you get a whole year oh I didn't know that <laughs> yeah wow. so she can only take uh, you know she took all our vacation and all our sick time and, and so she was able to stretch it out for a bit but then she, I think she was able to stretch it out for like four months and then so I took the rest so I was able to I was getting paid uh, to take care of my daughter, like you know, you get your your what are your maternity paternity paternity, paternity, paternity. Yeah, yeah. and so Quinn would be like on, on my backpack, and I'd be training guys, like making them run. Okay, we're gonna run this now, do this, and then we get to the weight room. By the time we get to the weight room, I could put her in there uh, to, for a nap time yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. and it was great. Like Quinn's been around those basketball and. All the guys I was training, the national team guys training, you know, uh, you know, took, 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 took turns holding her when I had to go <laughs> <Yeah>. do something, <laughs> changing weights and stuff. That's cool. Right? That's so. cool. And she helps out during the Yeah, the she, game, yeah. Right? So last year was her, uh, uh, she didn't do it last year because she went to college. Oh, she's I a see. college yeah, yeah, right. so, yeah. she's, so she wasn't able to do it. But when she comes back for like holidays, she comes and helps out and so on. So that's they, cool yeah is so, she a good basketball player she plays basketball no she does she said no. that, that too much pressure yeah <laughs> <laughs> she, she's uh you know she she got uh she's a pretty pretty good athlete softball player volleyball player and and she got the uh athlete of the year at her high school and so that's oh, cool yeah, yeah so yeah. following she following. likes the weight room uh she likes working out like, okay yeah <laughs> so I, I got her lots of programs kettlebells and you know yeah. she's that's cool yeah. She does. She comes with me to the uh, to the field, and we do you know runs and ladder drills and so on. Yeah. <laughs> I make her go through all those things. That's awesome. Taught her how to box a little bit. For real? Yeah. That's the You're one. the one that been yeah. That's punching yeah, that's the bag. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> we got a couple of guys. You know, a couple oh. of our players like it. How long have you been doing that? Uh, just on and off for okay. a couple of years, and uh, you know. I just like the mitts are great for mm. cardio and conditioning, for conditioning sure, yeah. so that's what I, what I do for her yeah. like you know she gets a little bit mad at dad sometimes so it's, a, it's a good way to get it out right? yeah <laughs> oh, that's interesting yeah and the guys like it too probably right 
Yes. Oh, we, we only have one guy that's really doing okay. it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, we have a heavy bag in there. We got the mitts and stuff. Yeah. And that, that player is, you know, teaching me as well. Yeah. <laughs> so learning a couple of things from him too that's the thing we have a couple of guys too that like to you know it's just different it's just different it's it, and it's a great workout it's yeah. a great great workout right and there's something about like hitting the the, the, the mitts, mitts that yeah. is just fun you know yeah. they just like it and then you and i saw your post like you got you're a brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah as well. yeah yeah right so how long doing, have you been doing that oh um so i started in judo okay. originally in brazil yeah uh did that for a long time and then jiu-jitsu came in around i was 18 okay did that until about 21 stopped for about 10 years and then now living in the u.s for the last 10 years i started maybe again the last four years ago so it's yeah, your, your ears look great off. though oh you're, you're, there's a little got, bit got, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah you know? both of them it's funny my girlfriend calls it bob <laughs> he's like bob is growing again <laughs> uh and now it's because it's settled but um when when it gets like really swollen like you can see it yeah a little puffy so did did you compete too i did i did one competition about a year ago actually before i took this job um but hopefully i'm gonna compete more it's just with the schedule it's yeah exactly i had plans but then this happened so (laughs) but you know i think the most important thing is just being disciplined to continue it's funny we had a meeting one time he's like let's talk about your own goals and like one of my goals is to eventually become a black belt. And that's oh, just awesome. like, that's just like looking at a long term. I don't right, really right. care about the belt itself, but it's the accomplishment of like, cause there's only one way to get a black belt. And that is the way to show up every day and train right. every day. So yeah, yeah. That's just, that's interesting. I like, it. yeah. Like I love martial arts. Um, I think it teaches so much for life in general that and the parallel with coaching is just there. It, it was a, beautiful insight because at the time I was at Auburn University when I competed and uh, the fear before my match like that that butterfly the excitement you know uh, like am I gonna underperform you know and and now as a coach I'm thinking of like what's happening here you know like am I gonna be too stressed out I need to do something to relax I need to focus on my breathing all this stuff we tell our guys right right. right? like relax calm down you know (laughs) like I had to somehow introspectively like apply and after the tournament was over reflecting back on watching me as an athlete again that was to me was one of the biggest like that's valuable because I know I can use some of these lessons on coaching, right, which to right. me is the most important thing. Oh, good. That's, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a combat sport. <laughs> that's that's, that's what I'm saying. Because you have to be disciplined enough. Like, say the guy does something, and you can't panic. Yeah. Right. You can't panic, and you can't be. You can't get mad if he does something bad mm. because you're just wasting your energy. Uh, so you, you know, like you said, the calmness and the has to carry through the whole match and not just like the, the certain moments, right? Yeah, it was funny because in jiu-jitsu, there's a few ways to win. Of course, submission is number one and then you have points, right? But you only win by points after the match is finished and is in time. Oh, okay. So it's a five-minute match, right? But if you know you have more matches coming down the day, you don't want to take every match five minutes because now you're depleting yourself. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. So it was funny because I remember this, like, as you roll in, I'm thinking, 
this is going on points. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock. There's still like three and a half minutes left. And I'm like, I know if I win this, I have more match. So it's like, it, it was like, you, it want, was, you want to end it quick. Yeah, because you want to somehow save your energy, but then the other guy's not letting you just take a walk in the yeah. park. So. Yeah. Just like us, right? You want to win this, this, these series as quick as possible. Yeah. That's more days rest. Yeah, that's exactly. It's a good that's point. It. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, if you go to a seven-game series, that's two weeks. Yeah. Yes. Two full two weeks. And then you have one day after the seventh game, and then you already have right. the next. Yeah. Crazy. So, you know, winning, winning. And when you when you win early, it's, it's like I said that that recovery is so valuable. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it's really important, especially in this turnaround. Oh, so uh, we're talking about. Oh, so I was became the manager with uh, with uh, Team Canada, and uh, and at that time I was also uh, teaching high school, mm -hmm. and then physical Jay, education. Uh, yeah, okay. physical education, and then I'm actually taught at the same. Uh, High school that I graduated from, Richmond mm. High, and uh, so you know, in the summertime, or most of the national team stuff was in the summer, so I could just I could just take off and, and do that, right? Um, and so, as the years went on, Jay, uh, I did it. I did the national team till two thousand four, and then Jay went to Toronto to be an assistant coach, and then uh, you know, fast forward, Grizzlies left. Uh, we still had, uh, I still had keys to the facility. Mm. So uh, me and, and two friends uh, started up a, a basketball academy, called it Western Canada Basketball Academy. And so I would do the strength and conditioning portions and uh, you know, speed drills and all that. One person worked on uh, uh, basketball drills and then the other person was putting it all together for games and stuff. So all three of us know we would circulate the, our players. You know, you go here for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and then we just kept going. That's cool. Yeah. So, you That's know, very it, was, cool. it was good experience having, uh, having uh, <coughs> just work starting up a business. Mm -hmm. right? it, was, it, was, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's not as easy as I thought it would be. You know. <clears throat> but and then you started with the Raptors. Uh, so, you know, I... I taught high school for 11 years mm -hmm. in, in oh, wow. Richmond High. And, uh, While so, running the business. In yeah, running the business as well. Wow. And, and, and then at that time, I wasn't working national teams in the summertime anymore. But I would do, like, people would find out what I did, and they would reach out, and I would do, like, private stuff. And I had a couple of, uh, actually, uh, Michael Dix Dickerson, who used to play for the Vancouver Grizzlies, he, he reached out to me and and he was in Seattle, and he's like, hey, John, can I come up and train with you? Because he wanted to see if he could get a Canadian passport and possibly play for us, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we did that for, like, uh, uh, a month in the summertime, and, and so on. So really cool. I, I had a lot of people, like, even when the Grizzlies left, uh, uh, what was his name? They, they, they made a lot of movies in, uh, in Vancouver, mm -hmm. and then there was one... Darius Miles, that's it. And I heard it. Again. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I think he was with the Cavaliers at the time, and so the Cavaliers reached out. They asked Choi if there's anybody in Vancouver that can help train him. Train, still. yeah. So they reached out to me, and you know, I did a couple of things with him and that's stuff cool. like that. So, you know, I never really advertised, like, come work out with me. It was just by word of mouth, and people, I would just like fit the schedule. Yeah, yeah. It, it just. It just worked that way, and but the summer times when I was with the national team, that was I was doing that, Very cool. and so 
fast forward 11 years go by and then Jay Triano gets the head coaching job at, at, the, Raptors. at the Raptors and he came over to my house for dinner uh, when he was in Vancouver at the time, he's like, hey, Jay, congrats. And just jokingly, I said, hey, you need a strength coach? <laughs> just like that, you need a strength coach? Yeah. Just jokingly, he goes, no, we're going to hire, uh, we've hired a guy already from uh, Italy, Francesco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I said, oh, okay, no problem. And then two days later, I get a phone call from uh, uh, Rick Celebrini. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick, uh, so he's with Golden State now. And he's like, hey, John, uh, the Raptors are looking for like an assistant. Like, would you be interested? And I'm like, phone Jay. Jay, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah, this, they, they, this, this just popped up. And they, do, would you do it? And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to try it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I told my wife, it's like, you know, go down for the interview. So, I, I they flew me down for a summer league. Yep. And, you know, like I got my suit and, you know, packed everything. And first thing we do is, like, go to practice. And I'm at practice kind of just watching and helping rebound and, and stuff like that. And and I, I met, like, one of the guys that I met there was uh, Alvin Williams. Yep. Right? And uh, I see him for the first time. and like, hey, you want to play a shooting game? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know who he was. I was yeah. like, want to play? <laughs> so I, I, have, I have all these different shooting games that would, and we continued that when we both got hired and stuff. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's very awesome. And I even continued some of the shooting games with uh, uh, some players. Like Terrence Ross was one of the guys that we, uh, we would play like before every game. Like, come on, John, get up here. Yeah. We'd do it quickly. You know, so there was a three-point shot, three-point shooting game. Uh, another one called Swishes. And then the other one is uh, uh, Free Throw Golf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we played, awesome. and and like the story with uh, with uh, Terrence. So if you win two out of three, then you like you you, you wear the belt, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then if you win three out of three, you get the crown. You get this. We call it the triple crown, right? And and, and it's, this is so crazy, but uh, and so when when he wins the triple crown, all the guy has to do is like point at you, and you have to like. Do like a salute, like, da, 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 da. <laughs> like a salute the king. Like all the man. <laughs> all the yeah. magic. He'll be like playing. It's like, John. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is like stupid. Thing. That's funny. Uh, That's funny. You know, and 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 you know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm lucky. Cause I, I you know have these special relationships with different players and yeah. so on and. That's one of the ones that I really remember the most. Uh, well, you know, Terrence. And we still talk about it. It's like when he comes in, I'm like, "Hey, man, you're, you're dodging me. Yeah, you don't want live, you don't want you don't want to give the crown back. Can't <laughs> 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 dodge me forever." This is amazing because it probably helps coaching, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, you know, obviously, you, like you guys have a great relationship with your players, and and I think that's the one of the key things about what we do, right? Uh, and it's not about necessarily the knowledge of what kind of lifts you're doing. It's pretty basic, yeah. right? But it's your ability to relate to guys, different guys. You know, you're not treating the, each guy the same, yeah. right? Some some guys, you know, come on, man, you, you need to come in. Or some guys, you can, you, you can yell at. Some yeah. guys, you can't. Yeah, that's right. right? And and I think uh, you know my years as a teacher helped me for this job. Absolutely. That's amazing. Because the program that I ran was a uh, for high risk youth, 
So I ran okay. uh, like a, a special program where these kids have been uh, asked to leave their home school and this was like their last chance for us, uh, some sort of education. Wow. Right. And then they would do like, you know, schoolwork in the morning. Uh, and then in the afternoons, I'd go out and find like uh, jobs for them. And they would go out and just, you know, do half day of school and then find work experience. So then hopefully that led to jobs, uh, you know, later on. But I mean, some of these kids were like, it, they were in tough situations, like, and, and you know, you know, the, as years as, as, a, as an educator, as a teacher, like, if you don't have the, if you don't have the background with the family helping, man, you know, sometimes that kid doesn't have a chance. Like, you know, you meet some of these parents and then you're like, hmm, now Makes I understand. Yeah. You, you. And then you, you're a little bit more sympathetic to the kid and you just like, you know, understand. You, you know, like for, here's, here's one story, for example, like uh, I, I, I made it a point that you guys have to be, you got to come on time because then that leads to your work and so on. So if you're late all the time, you know, I'm going to get, get on top of you. So I was like, hey, so-and-so, why were you late again? He goes, Mr. Lee, uh, they just turned off the power at my house. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Puts things in perspective. It's like, okay, are you, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Right, do you need anything? Right. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. Is it, I would, see, I talk about this all the time, the learning parallels, right, the life, everything else. But, like, those moments that you had with, with the special program in high school and teaching, how much that has prepared you to be a better coach today? Yeah, I think, you know, again, it's all the different life experiences that we have changes, changes, makes you the person you are, right? So, you know, I'm in this room with two great people and you, you surround yourself, you know, you want to be around better people all the time, right? So, um, so that enhances my life experience. You know, maybe I'm being selfish because I surround myself with good people. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with no, that. No, not wrong with that. But, uh, you know, it, it, things, things that, uh, so, so for example, just before I got the, the, coaching, uh, the coaching job, I went and did my master's program for education. And what I learned in those two years, like, also helped me become a better person. Mm. Uh, and just the, just the way, um, to be more patient and to understand people not from a black and white perspective you know like you're a bad guy and I'm going to label you a bad guy forever you know yeah. you know there's a reason why they're a bad guy you better find out why you know that's what that master's program taught me that you know I was I was a definitely a much better teacher after that program because uh, you know I wasn't always just right or wrong there's, there's the in-between too, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to find out what that in-between is. So if I'm able to find that in-between, then I can help reach that kid a little bit better, right? Yeah. So. Uh, that's awesome. That's, cool. that's awesome. That was very cool. Yeah. I think that's it. You got more? You want to share more? <laughs> yeah. It looked like I was about to stop one of your thoughts. No, no, and I was like, no, no, no. no. Oh, oh, so how, how I got the job. Okay. Well, you didn't pick it up. There you go. There you go. So, so 
go down to Vegas and and then uh, I interviewed like I, I had dinner with uh, with the team and uh, the coaches and then with uh, Francesco and then Francesco says hey John I have a I have a I have to interview like two more people back home and so on I'll let you know and so uh, told my wife and I said do, do we want to do this if opportunity comes are we ready for this yeah yeah right and she's like um she was she was working at the time and I'm, she's like well i'll see if i can re work remotely yeah and if we can then we can pull it off because you know my salary was not going to be able to afford uh, you know we, can't, we couldn't just live off of one salary yeah. so like she had to continue continue to work and so on so you know she got the okay and everything was kind of lining up uh, and then i i I went to the school board and said, I, I, I want a year leave of absence and they can just grant it to you. That, that, um, so after a year, then you're guaranteed your old job back. So I'm like, no, oh, let's roll the dice. So I, I, I got a year leave of absence, was an assistant. And then the second year, um, the school board says, look, if you take another year of absence, we'll guarantee your job, but you won't necessarily be at the same school anymore. Right? Mm, so yeah. I'm like, sure, why not? And then after, after that, they, um, on the third year, um, Francesco went back to, uh, to Italy. Mm -hmm. And then I got promoted to be the, the head strength guy. And, uh, you know, it was a little dicey because I had to commit either to this or, you know, have school. one foot back with yeah, the yeah. school. Because, you know, you, you work for 11 years and there's a little bit of a pension and pretty soon you get to that. You build something. Yeah. You know, you get that golden handcuff type of thinking, I guess. But, but I was like, no, uh, we're going we're gonna to do this. Right. And so we fully, fully committed. And then, you know, we, and then we ended up selling our house in Vancouver and finally moving to uh, Toronto and buying a place in Toronto and so on. That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I can't say enough about uh, uh, my wife and uh, my daughter. Great support, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're working this job, you gotta have a great support system. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're um, luckiest guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That was very cool. So, what would be, in your opinion, like tips or encouragement or anything you could say to someone that's wanting to? from overseas maybe that would like to become a strength coach? Or what have you seen as a trader of people that were successful that are like, okay, this is a good quality to have as a coach? You know, I think, I think the best quality is like, one, being able to communicate with guys, uh, communicate effectively, uh, get along with people, not just your players, but everybody else that's around you. Like, you, you guys know this, you're around together more than you are with your family, yeah. even doing, even if it's not a bubble, right? Yep. You travel together, you're on the plane together, you're on the bus together, you're in a hotel together, you eat together, right? Uh, so you got you to gotta be able to get along with everybody on, on your team, your organization, yeah. right? Uh, you know, one of the things that people, when people ask me this as well, it's like, I, I just say to them, be a good person. <laughs> just be a good person. Have, have good character. People, Feel like I'm in your mind. <laughs> right? Just, that's, that's the number one thing. Work hard and be a good Work person. hard and be a yeah. good person. We've talked about this all the time. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, there's no secret formula. Yeah. 
if if you're a jerk, people know you're a jerk. Yeah, that's right? true. You, jerks don't last in this league. That's true. Right. That's true. So you know you 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 look at all the all the strength coaches in our in our organization. Um, a lot of guys have been at their job for a long time. You've been with Denver for how long? Nine years. Nine years, Nine years right? Yeah. And you're yeah. double digits soon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. So I don't know when, because next season is what. <laughs> you know, like so. F- for example, like like I'll take it for example, Bill Ferrand. Yes. Bill's been with Miami for how many years? Yes. Because he's a good person. I agree. Like, I agree. They love him there. Yes, sir. Yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a perfect example. Right. And we're so. not talking about what you know about strength and conditioning, right? But, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing about sets and reps or physiology. Ah. It's more about who you are as a person. You know, it, 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 I think it truly is. Like, you know, uh, I can't emphasize that more enough. Like, once you have that knowledge, and, and also at the same time, too, the more years you do this, the more experience you have about, okay, I, I, he's looking fatigued today. You, you have that, that ability yeah. to just notice guys that are not as motivated or something. Yeah. You know, you can kind of, you know, hey, what's wrong today? Or you feel tired and so on. Yeah. You know, uh, I, think, I think that grows with your experiences and the more years you have, you can kind of figure that out soon. 100%. Right? That's great. 100%. Yeah. And, 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 and have you guys ever heard of the word, uh, the book called Blink and by Malcolm Gladwell? I've, I've heard, but I have not read Blink. Yeah. I've read some other ones about Malcolm. Yeah. No. So Blink is kind of like your, your ability to pick up things because of the experiences that you've had okay. and you know, you've done, right? So for example, one of the things they talk about in this book is a uh, fire captain would have these firemen in, this, in the fire. And, and then all of a sudden he's like, everybody get out now. He doesn't know why, but he's just like, get out now and all the firemen get out and then the thing collapses and then they say how did you know it's like it's not like oh I just knew it's going to happen it's all the years of experience that he's had with fires the the way the fire feels the the temperature the the structure of the building the noises the cracking they it eventually adds up and then that's your blink ability And and I'm sure you guys have it too You, you, you can you can you go to the combine and you see what some guys running up and down is like this kid's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. You can pick that guy, pick yeah. that guy up, right? Yeah. Even it's players from, game by game, right? So you know, like when a player is on, when a missing player is a pop, like, yeah, yeah, missing yeah. like a step. Yeah, um, that's yeah. You know, you know, especially you know, you nine years, you got that pretty pretty well now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because it's interesting because you can read any data, any measurements, GPS or whatever but it won't tell you what you watch. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's like you look at a computer. I've done you know, GPS for many, many years. Uh, you look at a computer and you see what a guy's doing. It's like, this is not matching. That's right. You know, this yeah. is not matching. So sometimes, sometimes all that other stuff, or, you know. Spider senses. And that paralysis through analysis. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You get all this data and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. But I can tell you, he's not, his left leg's something wrong with his left leg. Yeah. You better get him in here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and we, we have that. And you probably have that when you fight. When, when you see certain guys, uh, the yeah. way they, you know, first, first 30 seconds, you know what this guy's about. Right? So, 
And the more years you get, like when you stay, you can, when you get your black belt, you'll know right away. <laughs> so crazy. And if the, the funny thing is when you get a very um, talented uh, draft pick and he comes into your organization and they think they know everything, right? They know how to take care of their bodies. They know, um, you know, how to do things and to train and all these things. And you just kind of like talk to, talk to them, try to teach them to do things. Right, right. And you know, after a year, two years, all of a sudden he's back in the weight room, like asking you the same questions you tried to put, you know, to teach them the first year, <laughs> you know, like, but that's three years later, like you kind of, you didn't waste two years, but you could have done started a lot earlier. But know? again, that's something they have to learn. That's the experience that we were they talking need, about. Yeah, right? they need the, to learn it themselves. Like, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a pretty good example is uh, uh, Steve Nash, when he got his, uh, two MVPs mm -hmm. right you know when Steve first came into the league like you know when he came to Vancouver like we go out after the games and just yeah. like you know do you know have a good time right yeah. but then as the years went on like Steve learned from experience that this is not gonna help his career yeah and so he really got serious and and you know I some of my training philosophies have come from uh, working with uh, Rick Salabrini when he was in Vancouver still. Mm -hmm. And he was working with Steve, uh, you know, a lot. And on their days, like, hey, can I, can I come and watch you work and I'll just rebound balls for you or whatever you want, right? And um, um, the year that he won his MVP, so here's a typical training day when Steve was in Vancouver. In the morning times, Rick might have like some hockey players. So Steve would get on the ice skate and do some drills. Noon would be uh, uh, basketball and rehab and, and basketball movements and so on. And then in the, uh, in the evening, it's either uh, another run or a swim or something. Wow. Like two months straight, just, no, doing, so like, yeah. just doing that. And then, you know, his career takes off and has those back-to-back -back MVPs, right? Hard work pays wow. off, right? Yeah, so. That's cool. You know, he, he went to another level, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes some players won't get it, right? No, for sure. So sometimes, for sure. sometimes players won't get it. Yeah. They, they don't understand, and then all of a sudden they're out of the league. That's what I'm saying, because that's why they say the average is three, four, three, three years, three four years, years yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, for an NBA player, and if you survive more than four years, you kind of made it. That's what, you know, kind of like the, not the inside joke, but like people talk about it all the time. Yeah, but because every year there's going to be guaranteed 30 new people coming in. Yeah. Because that's how many guys get drafted. And yeah. they got a guaranteed four years. Yeah. Yep. Right? So 30 have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Maybe 60 if you talk about second yes. round. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. roughly 45 almost guaranteed and 45 have to leave. Yes, that's a good point. Never thought that way. So, you know, sometimes when you when you're speaking to a guy that's you know doesn't always is underperforming or doesn't want to work very hard, you know, tell him those stories. Yeah, right. Here's a story. Like one of the one of the things that I I say to our guys when we when we were traveling and going to different cities, and I was like, I know you guys aren't a fan of conditioning, but when you're out here in the middle of the floor in this space somebody's always watching for sure right and even though you might not get a lot of playing time and we're, we're doing conditioning and 
you're slacking, well, that guy over there is a scout for whatever team. And if your name comes up for a possible trade or uh, mm. some sort of scenario, and they ask you, what's, what's so-and-so like? It's like, I saw him working out, not a hard worker, yeah. just from that one yeah, workout. workout. For sure. That became your footprint, basically. Right? Yeah, so yeah. you tell that to the guys. You don't know who's watching here. You're, you're, you're auditioning for 30, 29 other teams, possibly. Right? Yeah, sure. And if that's the first impression that you gave a scout, that you didn't work hard, yeah. and just half-assed it. Yeah. And I mean, we are usually at the gym like three hours before the game, like in a regular season, regular right. circumstances. But, um, and I would like, until an hour before the game, I was inside, it's like general managers, assistant general managers. I mean, there's so many people so around many watching. So many people you know, everywhere. Yeah. You never know who's watching. Exactly. exactly. Somebody's always watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, it's good. So true. Right? So, I, you know, I, 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 use, I use that and drop it on the guys that, hey, man, you don't want to be doing this. Yeah. You do yeah. not want to do this. I'm not going to force you to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But, yeah, but. That's true. Someone's always watching. <laughs> <laughs> man, this is great. Yeah, appreciate your time. Hey, no, that, this is awesome. Huh? I mean, next time we have a couple of cold ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here for three hours. <laughs>